Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Colorado Rugby. I'm Henry Chisholm, and kind of like yesterday, actually a lot like yesterday, today's show is going to be on the shorter side, but also hopefully on the much, much, much more fun side. Um, Yesterday, we went through and did power rankings for all of the Pac-12 teams. Well, we quickly did that. For the most part, we were complaining about other people's power rankings. Um, Today, we're going to do another sort of power rankings, but this time, it isn't about which football teams are going to be the best this fall. It's about which video game version of these Pac-12 football teams are going to be the best this fall. So, uh, the reason we're doing that, by the way, is because EA announced this morning in a semi-mysterious tweet that... The college football video game is coming back. It's going to be available on the next generation of consoles is a detail I found from like the Sports Center account. Again, we don't really know a whole lot at all. Um but we're going to real quickly after we take a little break to talk about Colorado rugby, talk about what is going on with this game, what questions there still are, how maybe this happened. And uh, then after that, we're going to get into all these power rankings of which teams are going to be the best to play with, assuming the game comes out this fall, which is a big assumption. Like I said, though, we've got to take a quick second to talk a little bit more about what's going on with rugby in the state of Colorado. So you may remember me telling you about the Colorado Raptors, the professional rugby team in Glendale, in Colorado. It's pretty cool that they had one. Well, now they don't because they totally changed what those facilities out in Glendale are going to be used for. Now, Infinity Park, again, in Glendale, is known as the Rugby Town National Training Center because it's the new home of the USA Eagles men's and women's Rugby 15s teams. That means that's where all the training for the national teams will be going on, and it's also where a whole bunch of former athletes, mostly football players, are going to be trying their hand at rugby to see if they can be a factor for the U.S. national teams. There's a bunch of guys from, you know, like LSU or from the CFL or like all sorts of different places who are now trying their hand at rugby, trying to extend their athletic careers. And if they do, 
they could kind of change where USA, the, the USA stands in the rugby world. Uh, so all that's going on. You can follow along with Colton Strickler on the DNVR Rugby podcast. It's a weekly podcast with 101 breakdowns of the game, interviews with the coaches and the players, just the biggest names in American rugby. Um, you can also follow along on Twitter, of course. So I learned a lot because just now ESPN dropped a story that explains how this is going to work. Um, actually, it, it doesn't, but it has some of how this is going to work. There are still questions like when the game is going to come back. Um, according to ESPN, the EA Sports doesn't even know when the game is going to come back. All they were willing to commit to was it coming back at some point and being called NCAA College Football. Um, we also know that it won't be coming back this year, which means that power ranking the teams for this year, I mean, it's meaningless, but aren't all power rankings meaningless anyway? So why not go through? Because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else do we know? We know that they're working right now on getting all the licensing stuff done for the schools. Um, the story says they're confident they're going to have over 100 FBS programs in the game, um, like fully in the game, the stadiums and the fight songs and all of that kind of stuff, the uniforms. Um, and so that's really cool. That's one of the things that you definitely want in this sort of video game because that's the only real way to make it realistic is to, you know, have Colorado and ralphie and all of that that's what makes the game fun um what also makes the game fun is having the real life players which was kind of contentious the last time that ea sports was running this game um as of now we don't have an update um as of now it would be illegal for ea sports to include players in the game um and because of how the last game went out and with the lawsuits about you know is quarterback number four who's six foot three and however heavy sam neuer is and has a strong arm but sometimes makes a couple bad decisions but is really good at break you know as soon as you start building these players out just calling him quarterback number four the court said that that isn't good enough because you're very obviously making Sam Neuer. So it would have to be totally generic players or the law would have to change. And as of right now, that law is in the process of being changed. Um, there's like local governments and federal governments and even the NCAA and Rick George, I believe is on this committee. We haven't updated this in forever, um, but I believe he is on the NIL committee, the name image likeness committee. And so in theory, this fall is when student athletes are supposed to be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, if they want to do a commercial for somebody, they can go do a commercial for somebody. If they want to put an Instagram story up of some pizza they got for free, then the pizza place can give it to them for free without breaking any rules. The, all the details need to be worked out. Like, can you hire an agent to do all that stuff? Do you have to go through the school, get the school's approval? Um, does the school get a cut? Is there a limit to how much money you can make um, per transaction or total? You know, there's a whole bunch of those sorts of things that need to be worked out. And once those do get worked out, we'll know whether there's a path for EA Sports to be able to put the players in the game. 
And I, I'm not going to do the math. Actually, it's quick math. I am going to do the math. Let's just say they get 100 schools and they get 70 players per school. I feel like that'd be a good number. Maybe even a little bit high. Eh, that's probably about where it'd be. Uh, 7,000 players then times, let's say you give them all $1,000. That's $7 million for perspective. And so I don't think they're going to be getting $1,000. Could you do a hundred for $700,000? I bet that EA Sports makes that deal. So you, you got to figure it out. And also, you probably need the NCAA to allow collective bargaining which you know so like for madden the madden whoever's in charge of this part goes to the nfl players union and says let's make a deal we can give you this much money for all of the players to be in the game and then they distribute the money to the play you know that kind of stuff um with college football, obviously, there's no union. And so how do you get approval from these 7,000 football players? Do you go one by one? Do some try to, like, drive up their price? You know, um, say, uh, a Keaton Slovis, one of the big names in the Pac-12. He says, yeah, I know you're offering $200 to everybody, and you're saying take it or leave it. Well, they're all going to take it, and you're going to be left without me unless you give me 400 You know, there's just a whole bunch of those little things that need to be sorted out. If they're allowed to have some sort of collective bargaining sort of thing, that would make a big difference. And um, we'll see. We'll see how all of this shakes out. Um, I, I'm cautiously optimistic is what I'll say. And I'm more certain about being optimistic than I am about being cautious. Uh... Any other details in here? Um, they said that they might make it so that you can incorporate it with Madden, which is like a cool thing that you used to be able to do. Like you play with your guy through his four years in college and then you, you turn on Madden and you get to play as the same guy through the NFL. So there, there might be some of that kind of stuff. They weren't willing to commit. But basically what they said was they're just trying to figure out what they can do with this next-gen gaming system stuff and... You know, basically they said they're they're going to build the gameplay. Right now, there's a team that's working with a group that represents most of the schools, and they're trying to get the stadiums and all that stuff into the game and the logos and all that. Um, but really, the focus right now is build the gameplay, make it a good game, and figure out the rest of the stuff once you have a good game. Because that might take a couple months. No, it won't take a couple months. It might take a year. It might take a bunch of years. Either way, it's coming back. And if it were coming back, who would you want to play with in the Pac-12? Um, I'm posing that question to you and want to hear back in the comments or on Twitter or whatever. But also, I'm going to give my answer right after this break. Are you looking for a vanilla porter-themed meal? How about a dessert? We've got both for you. Half-Baked Harvest has teamed up with Breck for Valentine's Day to give you guys the perfect Valentine's Day dinner. You've witnessed the famous RK special and many other... Okay. I'm, we're, we're pausing this read real quick because... Actually, we'll finish the sentence. You've witnessed the famous RK special and many other mixtures via the tailgate. Many other mixtures means the Hank special. There were two other things. One was Eric's piece of garbage. I think he called it the brewicide. It wasn't even meant to be good. It was just all the beers mixed together because he doesn't have a, a good 
I don't know what he was thinking. But the point is, I, I deserve better than the other mixtures. And the fact that all these podcasts are going to be shouting out the RK special, not the Hank special. Obviously, I'm a little bit bitter right now. Um, learning this information as we speak. Okay. I'm going to bottle this up. I'm going to put it right next to my Dick Monfort anger and uh, deal with that later. Where are we going from here after talking about the many other mixtures on the tailgate? Um, well, now it's time for the professionals to take over. And Okay, wait a minute. The professionals? I've Nobody needed to do better than what I did. I, okay. Now it's time for the professionals to take over and deliver a creamy brown butter mushroom chicken. Okay, that does sound kind of good. Half-Baked Harvest uses Breck's vanilla porter in the cream sauce to add a richness when paired with buttery mushrooms. You can then serve it over fettuccine pasta to complete an easy one-skillet dinner. But no meal is complete without a delicious dessert, so, so they really go in for the kill with a vanilla porter molten chocolate cake. Okay, well, see, now what I'm thinking is the the vanilla porter molten chocolate cake has to be better than the Hank special, which is just the vanilla porter mixed with the strawberry sky. So uh, maybe I kind of want to take back a little bit of the rage, but whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm sure your mouth is watering uncontrollably. So head to Breck's Twitter page or Insta and check out their link in bio for these delicious recipes and more with Breck Brews and treat yourself to an incredible Valentine's Day dinner. I will treat myself to an incredible Valentine's Day dinner. I guess I'm just like assuming the buffs don't have a game that night, but as long as they don't, I do think that I'm just going to sit at home, watch some sports, maybe uh, light a little candle to go with my, uh, my dinner that I'm getting from Brackenridge Brewery. Uh, I know that's my plan. Hopefully it's your plan too. And hopefully I can talk to Lindsay or whoever wrote many other mixtures and then said, now it's time for the professionals to take over. Although I'm again, vanilla Porter, molten chocolate cake or vanilla Porter mixed with strawberry sky. Take your pick. Ah, I'll probably just drink both. There we go. Everybody wins. Also, if you are trying to go back to school or, you never went to school in the first place and now you want to, well, there's something awesome going on. And that awesome thing that's going on is MSU Denver Online. They are at the forefront of online schooling in the Rocky Mountain region. They've been doing it for years. They've been building this special online only school um, that is, again, just like kind of at the top of the top. Um, time and time again, the one thing that has protected people against economic downturns has been an education because it allows you to adapt into a bunch of different careers. Just one of many reasons to go and build your toolbox at MSU. Um, we've had a couple of employees at DMVR take classes with MSU Denver online and they've had incredible reviews. Um, they've, talked about how the professors are very engaged. They've talked about uh, how the whole program is really built for people who are working um, and, and have things that they have to do with their time. 
And so they need a flexible option. They need to be able to go to class whenever they want. Um, they need to be able to stay up late or work ahead so that they can have some time off when they have a work project coming up. You know, that sort of stuff. MSU Denver Online understands because that is what MSU Denver Online is built for, for people who are in that situation. Um, there are over 40 online and hybrid programs. They'll get you a degree. Uh, there's 700 online or hybrid courses that you can take on your path to a degree or just because you're interested. Um, again, MSU Denver Online, just really good stuff. And you can get more information either by talking to Harrison or Allie who've taken classes through MSU Denver Online or by going to msudenver.com slash online. Okay, time to get into the important stuff. And that is ranking these teams based on how good they would be at the video game. So I know that not everybody here plays video games. So here's what you're really looking for in a good team to have in video games. Um, first of all, you throw the ball a lot. Now, there is some flexibility here and there, there are some conversations you have to have with teams like a Stanford, a team with a very good offensive line, very good defensive line. If you wanted to, you could probably line up and run the ball. I wound up knocking them down just because that isn't the way a lot of people want to play. And also because even if you do try to play that way, it's just so tempting to call pass play. And if you do that with this Stanford team, you might run into some problems. Um, so yeah, I, I think you, you want a mobile quarterback. You want speed everywhere. Um, you want to be kind of, you, you want a good defense. Although there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. If you have like a bunch of good man corners you can blitz a lot and play man behind you know i mean it's football you, you need some sort of strength defensively um and because of all those reasons here are my rankings starting from the bottom number 12 arizona and we're going to talk about why i put a lot of these teams where i put them some of them i don't think you really need an explanation you guys have watched Arizona football. You guys know how bad it's been. Uh, Khalil Tate is gone. He really could have made this a conversation because, you know, he's a good, fast quarterback, and that's worth a lot, although there isn't much else going on. But without almost anything going on there right now, they, they, they're last. 11, I put Washington State behind Oregon State. Oregon State's 10. These are really the three bottom teams in my mind, and... Yeah, I guess I, I I thought that the tiebreaker should probably come down to quarterbacks. And I like Gebbia over Delora, although Delora is more mobile. And so you could really flip either one of those two. Um, nine, Chase Garbers. They took a step back last year. Um, Chase Garbers is going to be back again. He's a good option. He's He's not really in the top half of Pac-12 quarterbacks. I mean, he's he's right there on that edge, but he's been around for a while. He's never really taken the step that he honestly needs to take for Cal to be a successful program. And he's just like a good kind of generic quarterback, honestly, is where I stand at this moment, at least. He, he isn't a Jaden Daniels or a Keaton Slovis or even like, in my opinion... You know, a DTR you'd have in front of him, or at least I would. Um, a a Gebbia might even already be in front of him. Um, you're assuming he's coming back healthy. But the Oregon, Tyler Shuck, a young guy, now in year two. Would you feel better about him going into year two, taking a bit of a step, or Garber's taking a step going into his final year as a starter? Um, so 
I guess he probably is number six, maybe even number five, but you could also make a case for like seven. Also eight would be tough. Um, again, Cal, just not a lot going on a decent defense, just not a lot of standouts that separate things. And that's why Stanford just edged him out because you do have a good defensive line. You have a good offensive line and you just work from there. Um, you have pieces in place to play with. Um, although you don't have the pieces that some of these other teams have. Uh, number seven is Utah. Similar to Stanford in a lot of ways. I think just a little bit better. Plus, with uh, Charlie Brewer, that quarterback we talked about yesterday coming in from Baylor, he is fairly mobile. He he can move a little bit. And again, he's, he's no DTR. He's no Jaden Daniels. But he's also not... Who who are the statues in this conference? There, I, I mean, it's college football. There really aren't many. I mean, Slovis, sort of. Uh, but yeah, so Utah goes in front. Again, good defensive line, good offensive line, but also just a little bit more talent behind those groups. And they've been very successful recently. They're, they've played in a lot of Pac-12 title games, and that cannot be said of Stanford. Stanford's been in this, like, three-year lull. Close, though. That bottom six is different than the top six. The top six is where you start to get some fun conversations. Um, I'm just going to tell you my rankings. I went number one, Arizona State, number two, UCLA, number three, USC, number four, Colorado, number five, Oregon, and I'm rethinking that, number six, Washington. Um, I'll start at the top. Arizona State is just a very good team for a game like this. You know, it's it's easy to look at Jaden Daniels and say, okay, he has a huge arm and he's fast. So those are the two things that you really want out of a quarterback. On top of that, he's also like a good quarterback. He isn't just some bum who you're throwing out there. You know, and DTR isn't some bum, but he also isn't refined in the way that Jaden Daniels is. And so in the quarterback race, although maybe as an athlete, DTR may have just a little more juice the overall product is just too much better with Jaden Daniels still at this point, in my opinion, for DTR to be ahead of him. Um, that's the UCLA quarterback. Not sure if I said that. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, number two is UCLA. That's a tough one. Um, but they've got that running back transferring in that whose name I still can't remember, but is very good and should fill that Demetric Felton role. They've got DTR, and he's just electric. It, it, I, I honestly think running with him in a game might be like... It, it wouldn't be like running with Lamar Jackson, but it, it is down that path. I think that you just have so many options on that offense, you're going to be able to play well. Um, defensively, I mean, you've got Clint, Quinton Lake at safety. He's going to be one of the best safeties in the Pac-12 that's worth like the interceptions, which is really the easiest way to get stops in these video games. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're putting a lot of stock in DTR. Um, if I'm being totally honest and you can make a case for UCLA to be number six. I just think the upside with that quarterback means that you, you've got to just take it and run literally. Um, and then number three, I have USC. USC, again, just like a good, solid talent base across the roster. Maybe a little thin on the offensive line, which is concerning, um, especially when you have an immobile quarterback like Keaton Slovis. That combination just is kind of gross. 
um, when it comes to these video games. Because what you don't want is to have Keaton Slovis getting beat up by all these defenses before you can get the ball out because you're really trying to throw the ball deep um, a lot in that offense. Um, defensively, a bunch of good pieces all over. Um, a lot of them leaving, now that I think of it. Talano Ufanga, Drake Jackson, Marlon Tui Pelotu. Who else? Dude, that, that is most of their good defenders, now that I think of it. Oh, Elijah Griffin is leaving the corner. But, um, yeah, that's another one. If you wanted to, you could make the case that USC is way up at the top. Again, just not a very video game play style, which is kind of crazy considering it's almost an air raid offense. I went number four, Colorado, just because Colorado fits so well. You know, you have Nate Landman in the middle of that defense. You've got a very good defensive line and pass rush. You don't have to blitz. That means you can sit everybody back. On top of that, the guys you're sitting back, you like. Offensively, this should be, like it was on the field, one of the best offenses in the video game. Um, first of all, mobile quarterback, whether you want Sam Noy or Brendan Lewis. Um, and I think either one of them would be a top three quarterback as a runner in this conference. Um, as a passer, I think that Neuer is borderline top half, uh, depending on whether he can replicate what he did last year. Brendan Lewis, total wild card, but you'd probably put him just behind Sam Neuer just because he was behind him last year. Um, running back, though, Jarek Broussard is just going to be a cheat code in this game. Um and you know why? Because he's as fast as he is. He's as quick as he is. Those are the types of running backs that succeed. And honestly, Jarek Broussard alone, with this offensive line, I guess, and with Brady Russell coming back, you could make the case that just running the ball with Jarek would be a good enough option to push Colorado up into the debate for number one. I really think so. At least in terms of a video game running back, he is that valuable. Um... Number five, I went Oregon, and this is one that was tough because, again, Oregon has good pieces, and when you look at that defense with, not Penny Sewell, uh, Noah Sewell with uh, Justin Flo is going to be next to him. You've got Kayvon Thibodeau, who's going to be a top three pick as an edge rusher up there, uh, and then you just have good, solid depth everywhere on defense. Like, that is a very good defense. Um in my opinion, the best defense in the Pac-12 going into next season. Um, offensively, you've got Tyler Shuck, who can move a little, um, a, a little compared to the teams in front of him, um, a lot compared to some of the other guys in the conference. Um, you also have a couple of those running backs coming back. Um I think Verdell's going to the draft, and then Dai and Habibi Lokio are both returning. Again, Travis Dai, not quite Jarek Broussard in terms of speed, and not Jarek Broussard in terms of the rest of his game. Although, I guess as a pass catcher, he probably has Jarek. Um, a good option, and this is the one I'm rethinking, is probably Oregon should be in front of Colorado. Um, just because the defense is a little bit better, you have more splash play opportunity probably. And you also have one of the few offensive lines that could rival Colorado's 
one of the few running backs that could rival Colorado's. Again, though, the quarterback situation, I still think in the video game, Neuer might be better than Shaw. Well, again, this is all, and I should have said this at the start, assuming like all these players were somehow like analyzed with lasers or something and put directly into the game as close as they could be instead of like people going through and rating all of them. Because when you have like a human say is Tyler Shucker, uh, or Sam Neuer, that, that was weird. That I forgot his name. Um, it, which one of those two should be rated higher. They're going to give the higher rating to Shuck just because the Oregon thing, there's the whole bunch of bias. We're throwing all the bias out and saying all these players just in the game as they are. Um, the Oregon-Colorado debate is very tight in that scenario, in my opinion. Um, Jarek Broussard, like, he, there's a good chance that he is just the best player to have in this entire conference. Him or, like, Jaden Daniels, probably. Or DTR, too. And who knows what Keaton Slovis could even do. I, I've had success in the DMVR Madden League playing out of the pocket. Um with Derek Carr, who I just traded for Stephon Gilmore because I drafted Jaden Daniels in the third round, and he was kind of nasty. But, um, yeah. And then Washington at six. Again, good defense. They're losing some of the pieces of that defense, and they're going to have to replace them. Um, offensively, yeah. I mean, they got it done. But, like, Dylan Morris, is, is he the answer? Like, yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, I don't know. I I, the, I don't know what you're going to try to do on offense. Probably run the ball, I guess, but not, not a particularly fun group would be my take. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I came up with. One ASU, two UCLA, three USC, four Colorado, five Oregon. Those two should probably be flipped. Um Six, Washington, seven, Utah, eight, Stanford, nine, Cal, 10, Oregon State, 11, Washington State, 12, Arizona. So yeah, those are the Pac-12 uh, college football video game power rankings because we get to celebrate the return of a video game that has been gone far too long, seven years, coming back soon. Not this year, maybe not even next year, but eventually. And for that, I am very thankful. Um... I'll be back tomorrow with Ben. We'll be talking uh, about the basketball team, previewing the game against Arizona State, maybe talk a little bit about the game against Arizona and the game against Oregon State on the following Monday. Um, Tad didn't talk to the media, or typically it's the afternoon. He is not going to talk to the media today, or at least there hasn't been like an email sent out about it. Uh, it's kind of It would be a very late notice for that to come out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from him tomorrow. Um, in which case we'll talk about that on the podcast. So stay tuned for that as well. And uh, as always, thanks everybody for listening. Feel free to give me those five stars on the internet because that is very important. And I will see you guys tomorrow with Ben. I think they like my Colorado sway. When I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. My Colorado Colorado Swag, my Colorado Swag, my Colorado Swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Swag. My Colorado Swag, my Colorado Swag. Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado Swag. My Colorado Swag is pushing 180. Speed and
Discovery Station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hey, you on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime. Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag.